0: Welcome back to the Vulnerable Heart Meditation Podcast. My name is Stephen. I'm a meditation coach, sound healer, Akashic record reader, creative. um, And we're here to really kind of dive into everything, you know, everything spirituality, everything creativity. I might have some guests on here in the future, but for today, as I was tuning into, uh, this session for today, that the topic that was really coming in was the wisdom of our bodies, learning how to listen to it, and learning how to exercise the muscle of our intuition. Because intuition is exactly that, it is a muscle. Um, And so before I even go there, I really just want to take a moment and just, if you listened to episode one, I just want to thank you for tuning in, and um, thank you for hearing some of the um, more, <laughs> more unique aspects of my story. Um, thank you for listening, for seeing me, for witnessing me, um, and I, I really, I guess one thing I didn't really get to share on that last episode was just, um, you know... Some of the stuff I was sharing was, you could say, more on the dark side. But I want to acknowledge that deep down inside of me, there is a deep, profound level of gratitude um, for a lot of those experiences. Uh, Those experiences, you you know, those couple instances of, you know, almost losing my life. Caused me to start to develop, not even, yeah, caused me, helped me in developing a deep appreciation for life. Um, I'm a big believer that we cannot have the light without the dark. And um, it benefits us immensely to be able to um, take the darker experiences that we've had, to witness them, to see that sometimes most of the time on a soul level we have orchestrated these experiences because there's some aspect of light to pull from it um and some you know if that's not where you're at i also want to acknowledge that you know i think uh it can be quite a journey To be able to get to a point where we can look at some of the, you could say, so-called negative experiences in life and learn to fully accept them as things that have happened and integrate them and let them inform, right? I think the important thing is, you know, we can allow you know it's very easy i'm gonna acknowledge it's very easy to allow negative experiences to um dominate us to unconsciously and subconsciously control us but it's in that space of being able to acknowledge what happened to see what happened to of course feel and grieve and uh maybe even experience rage or anger around what happened but there comes a point where once we've gone through that feeling process we can recognize that these experiences have deeply shaped who we are in this moment we wouldn't be who we are in this moment without the hard experiences so i just really want to share that Um, and If you're on that journey of starting to look at some experiences and to bring, you know, bring that level of just loving, witnessing, observation, and and even gratitude for those experiences and how they have brought you to where you are right now. I mean, I just wanna, I just really wanna honor that. Um, And with that, I also just wanna say, if you happen to be somebody who, is going through a really challenging time if things feel like a a metaphorical tower moment the tower is a tarot card um and and with the tower is it's oftentimes represented uh, of like it's represented by the castle crumbling down um it's representative of when the foundations on which we've built our lives are no longer sufficing or the foundations on which we've built our relationships are no longer sufficing and so things start to crumble start to crack within the foundation um and a lot of people tend to be a little distraught by the tower card especially when it comes up in a tarot reading i would say the tower can sometimes be one of the most beautiful cards because it's really representative that a deep transformation is taking place it's really representative of the fact that your soul is really trying to get into communication with you is really trying to show you that you know while maybe you have created a reality a lived experience based on maybe the physical world or uh, based on an egoic desire like that tower card shows you that like you know what there's a different way to rebuild and to restructure um and so right so if you're going through a tower moment um and if that by any chance it brings up some stress or some overwhelm sets you off into maybe uh addictive patterns or addictive tendencies um you know there's nothing wrong first of all i want to just acknowledge that there's nothing wrong but um how can we navigate these circumstances with more ease is i think a really good question that comes up because i think this is gonna this is totally gonna tie us into intuition and listening to the body but um We cannot hear our own intuition when we are in fear and when we are severely dysregulated or in survival mode. It just simply is much more challenging. Um, When we are in survival, we are reacting from our, you know, our desire to self-protect from our desire to well in essence survive right and sometimes in that survival mode right we have streams of thought streams of overwhelm stressful thoughts anxious thoughts that might come up again and again and again Um, i think the important thing to recognize um, is that these states of being while there is absolutely nothing wrong with them uh, they are not grounded Uh, the anxious mind for instance is in a seeking mode right is seeking trying to predict what will happen in the future just as you know and just as much as it's trying to predict what will happen in the future trying to create uh, a sense of uh pre-knowing it's also basing a lot of its future projection based on things that have happened in the past and you know i i i say above any you know above everything anxiety is one of those expressions um of what happens when we have fear uh Oh, you know fear and stress lodged in the body and so right no matter what it is like you know it might even be uh depression we can still hear the voice of our own soul in the midst of depression that's that's a whole other thing um we can even hear i mean it can also be challenging to hear the voice of our own soul in the midst of what you would call a freeze response. This is another uh, nervous system survival response. That freeze response is when uh, we shut down inside of ourselves, right? When we we shut down our ability to act, we shut down, I mean, I mean, we, we really start losing a lust for life, Um and, and and I guess you know with that freeze response you know there's also what's called a functional freeze response it's where we you know maybe you do go to your job and you do work the eight hours and you do get your paycheck uh and maybe you do go and uh go to the bar with your friends or whatever it is that you do but with that functional freeze there's a response in you that's that's very frozen you're you're not necessarily again you you might you might be in a state of perpetual feelings of depression um solemnness melancholy and uh you know you might feel a sense of meaninglessness very likely because there are certain emotions uh Certain experiences certain responses within you that maybe have been shut down in other words frozen over Um, But what I want to highlight you know coming back to How do we navigate the really? Challenging experiences in life, especially when they're right in our face, especially when they're coming up It's gonna you know the topic is gonna be grounding Grounding, and what does it mean to ground? And we're gonna look at grounding from a few different perspectives, but grounding is really taking the opportunity to anchor into or to learn how to anchor into the physical body. And if we're just simply referring to meditation, grounding can happen in a variety of ways. Um, when we ground in meditation, for instance, we can do this through body awareness or a body scan. You know, becoming aware of the body, the body parts. This is a great way to reconnect with our body and to move from the mental space into our physical experience Um, we might even be able to do this we might even be able to do this through a grounding visualization Um, and this is something I often guide for people that I work with both one-on-one and in groups but a grounding visualization is oftentimes feeling sensing intuiting visualizing a grounding cord moving from our body or a particular body part and and feeling sensing that that cord moving down into the earth and you can play with it in so many different ways it doesn't have to be a cord you know you might envision it as like a rose and the rose stem that just moves down into the earth or a vine or a rope but um The most important thing is that you use that visualization coming back to anchor you into the body. And um, why a grounding cord? We can also use that grounding cord as a means for release. As a means for releasing old or stagnant chi or energy. And we can also use that grounding cord as a means to refresh our own energy. But um, I won't go too much more into grounding right now, but some other practices to really re-access the body, right? And, and note that this is going to be variant depending on the state of your nervous system. But, you know, if, for instance, you, all, you have been in that freeze response, it's going to be immensely helpful to do some kind of physical activity or movement. Um, you know, and with that freeze response, you're, you're going to want to do something potentially more active. You're not going to want to push yourself too hard, though. The interesting thing about that freeze response is that if you push yourself too hard, that can cause you to just bounce back into that state of freeze. But um, with that freeze response, you might want to, you know, some things that you might want to do might be some intensive dancing. some intensive movement Um, with that freeze response you might maybe it might be a a little bit of a jog Um, you might want to um, I mean any I mean really if there was any kind of sport that really spoke to you uh, that really got you in connection with the sensations of your body maybe for you that might be swimming um, doing yoga uh, might even be a really good practice Um, especially for that freeze response. Uh, And then, you know, I guess highlighting the the flip side of things, if you have been more in that fight or flight response, right, uh, that fight response being, you know, that bracing, that like, you know, tense energy, potentially anxious getting ready to like, you know, get your guns up, so to speak. Or to, you know, yeah, or that flight energy which is you know uh again it's also more uh predisposition to anxiety right getting you know fearing something getting ready to run away uh that could also be related and linked to avoidance um not just of a person place but this could also be a thing it could you know you can you can apply that uh energy of flight to something like your mail uh, you know, let's say you get a bill in the mail and you don't even want to look at it and you want to avoid it, right? That That is an example of our modern day flight response, uh, even toward very mundane things. But so coming back, right, some activities to help us kind of, you know, reorient into the body uh, for those more active states might be Something more gentle in nature might be something again You might want to work with qigong if you are going to work with dance. You might want to work with slower uh, more refined movements Um, For uh, What is it? For those states you might also want to maybe work with something like qigong something that gives you that permission to slow down to reconnect with you know your felt senses, your own energy um i mean and you know i want to also acknowledge you might already have some practices that you're aware of that that also help you anchor in you know it doesn't have to just be physical activity i think we're starting with physical activity but immediately you know some other ways of grounding into the body might be through physically doing things with your hands, right? Anything creative in nature, uh, whether that be writing, whether that be, you know, well, I know for me, I I love to sit at the piano, especially, oh my gosh, it can be so therapeutic, especially, you know, when you're just in front of the keyboard and, and there are things coming up in real time and you give yourself that permission to really feel into the sounds. So if you're if you're a musician, maybe it's the piano, maybe it's the guitar or the cello, the drums, you know, that might be it for you. Um you know for some people it might be painting. Um, but really a lot and and this is the thing, what what makes an experience grounding? I think grounding happens when we give ourselves permission more than anything to, to slow, usually to slow down, to become aware of our body and to, yeah, to become aware and connected to our body. And I could, I could keep going because there's a million different practices that we can do for this, you know, like, you know, you might, maybe want to concoct something with this essential oils or maybe you you know cooking a meal can be quite grounding Um, you can even eat grounding foods this is a whole other conversation but um really I think the the most important thing though is consciously making that space to ground right can you make grounding a habitual practice, especially right? Especially if you are going through the thick of things, especially if things feel confusing for you? Because every time you make that opportunity to ground and reconnect with your senses, that can also be an opportunity to set an intention, right? If things feel tricky or rough, that can be an opportunity to set the intention for clarity, to set the intention for inner connection, to set the intention to process inner emotions. Um, And so, right, there's a saying and it's that we need to root to rise. You know, it's quite interesting because, um, you know, if you are somebody who maybe is more spiritually inclined, maybe empathic, or maybe you consider yourself an old soul, you might just want, you know... you might be a person who might feel like oh you know what i just want to experience the spiritual and i i just want to uh may you know maybe you might be in that place where you just want to transcend whatever that means right so interesting but the truth is like we can only wanting to experience the spiritual first of all, is quite ungrounded. Because the truth is, we exist in these bodies for a reason. And if anything, One of the biggest questions we should be asking ourselves, and I'm not here to should anybody, but one of the biggest questions that we could be asking ourselves is how do I anchor the spiritual experiences I have into this physical vessel, into this divine vessel? Because I think sometimes that desire to just experience the so-called spiritual or the other realms can be... A form of escapism a way of avoiding the felt experiences in the body can be a way of avoiding the feeling of being with our bones and being with our physicality when what if there was something deeply spiritual and mysterious about being with this body about honoring and loving and stewarding this body I mean, I think there's so much there. And creating a relationship to this body. I think we're, we're I, I believe, you know, take from this what you will, take what resonates, but I truly believe we are in our own physical incarnation so that we can really take care of it. Because I mean, and to really love it and to nourish it and to get to know it and show up for it and have fun with it in the way that it desires. And I think that that relationship mirrors, gosh, it it mirrors our relationship to all things. But all things said, <laughs> I, I went on a bit of a on, on a bit of a tangent, but right, um, hmm, grounding, connecting with the body. What if connecting with the body was one of the most spiritual things you could do? Because the truth is, um, I mean, really, oh gosh, there's so much here. But one of the most important things that we can do if we do long and desire to spirit experience other realms, connection to spirit, God source, is... Connecting with our root chakra. Uh, You may not be familiar with the chakra system, Um, keeping it very basic. um, We we have have hundreds, if not thousands, of chakras, but uh, there are seven main ones that people often refer to. These are the ones that run along uh, the spinal column in the body. Uh, We have our root chakra, which starts at the tailbone. And those chakras work all the way up to the crown but uh, you know it goes root sacral which is you know just within the pelvic region Uh, we have the solar plexus we have the heart chakra throat chakra third eye which is just uh, between the four eyes in the center of the head Just, did I say four eyes? Between the forehead and the center of the head. Um, And then we have the crown chakra. But if we're focusing on that root chakra really quick, you know, root chakra has everything to do with safety, belonging, security, financial security, uh, having our needs being met, our relationship to abundance and to the earth. And I know for myself, for so much of my life, I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like I belonged on this earth. I didn't feel like I belonged even to myself. In fact, I grew up in a lot of ways Um, internalizing self-hatred which right you look at it it, it's it's this interesting experience when you internalize self-hatred because you start to hate your body you hate what you look like you hate things that you say you don't really truly let yourself express because anything you say is just not good enough um i mean it causes. i mean self-hatred it is poisonous and it causes us to to live as not even a, a fraction of ourselves it causes us to shut off our potential it causes us to shut off from seeing what's possible, it shuts us off from connecting with our soul. And, you know, I think it's so deeply painful because we're given these narratives, we're given these stories about who we are, especially if who we are doesn't fit into a neat little box as society says we're supposed to fit in, right? For me, I was, I was a queer kid. I was a queer kid. I was a, a little bit more effeminate than the average boy. Um, you know, I... You know, I, I think I learned really early on that my presence... That I, I felt deep down that there was something wrong with me. Not to mention, how do you put it? Well, not to mention, you know, within my own home life, I don't think I mentioned this in the first podcast, but growing up, uh, my dad worked evenings when I was a kid. And uh, with him working evenings, During the day, I learned very early on to shut down my nervous system. because as a kid, you know, you have so much energy. You want to do all the things, you want to laugh and make noise and play games. Um, however, I learned very all early, I learned very early on that if I were to make too much noise, or make sometimes just a little bit of sound, my world came crashing down. It would result in me getting hit by my dad. It would result in my dad banging on walls. It would result in my dad yelling or screaming at me and my brother. And this created a paradigm of fear, right? It caused me to shut down my voice it caused me to put my body into a perpetual state of freeze severely painful and that doesn't just influence our home lives that influences every single aspect of our lives and so i I guess to really just kind of um to really just Mm. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm like coming back to this thread. I'm trying to remember why I started sharing that to begin with. Um, because I was speaking about grounding. Speaking about grounding, I totally lost my train of thought. I get very passionate about these things sometimes. (sighs) Hmm. Gosh, well, if it comes up, (laughs) it comes up. Um, Grounding, grounding, grounding. Hmm. Well, oh man. (laughs) This is quite funny. Well, I guess this is what happens when you're a solo person (laughs) recording a podcast. All things said, I mean, if I'm if I'm just to come back to that story really quick, I, I think I'm just sharing this because the our experiences shape us and they shape us deeply. And um, right they shape our nervous system and so right as I'm even sharing this you may have even been reflecting on some of your own experiences and maybe how those responses may even be shaping your nervous system responses in this day and age because I know for myself you know like uh when I first started doing this work back in 2020 doing a lot of the the pro, inter, the being with a lot of the survival responses, the stress responses, like the, the feelings of depression and overwhelm and the thinking mind. It requires a level of patience. Oh, I, I remember what I was talking about now. We were talking about the root chakra. I mean, talking about my experiences, right? Like, Oh man, we, I mean, this is, we're getting into juicy stuff here. I mean, right, we're talking about the root chakra. And if we have experiences that have caused us to feel unsafe, like we don't belong, like we're not enough, like we don't belong on this earth one of the most important things we could do is this reconnecting work to our body so that we can feel like we finally belong to ourselves again so we finally feel like we belong to ourselves again so we feel like we belong to our heart again so we can come back home to our body and so we can take and 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 you know and this is the i think also another reality but it's Also, in coming back to our body, if we've had these experiences early on that caused us to disassociate, to leave our body, we have to take that time in our our maturity, in our adulthood, to speak to our body and to say, body, I am so sorry I left you. I'm so sorry I couldn't defend you. I'm so sorry I couldn't be there for you. I'm so, so you know, I think it's so important Mm -hmm that we learn how to come back home and to bring ourselves the love that we were never given. Full stop. That is one of the most spiritual things you could do for yourself. Because I think we tend to look externally into the ethers to, to for like, you know, to feel expansive and to feel like, I, I who who knows what the what the F, you know, like to to feel a sense of like interconnectedness, But what if your interconnectedness came from you simply giving yourself that experience through love? Because let's face it, when you give yourself the feeling of safety, when you give yourself the feeling of belonging, when you meet your own needs. You can start to trust yourself. You start listening to yourself again. You start reconnecting to your intuition. You start reconnecting. Your heart starts to feel safe around you. Your heart starts to reach the capacity because you're starting to fill up your capacity for maybe joy or pleasure or simply meeting your needs, your heart starts to feel safe around you to continue releasing the things that no longer need to be in your body and your energy field. What's not more spiritual than that? What's not more spiritual than feeling like we belong on this earth? Because let's face it, we are all a part of this earth we are all a part of this earth we have an earth mother and there are trees there are animals out there there are you know there there's the, there is the sky there 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 are all these natural forces out there the trees especially i want to highlight you know they Are such supportive beings the elemental forces are such supportive beings the rocks the oceans are such supportive beings and if you do not feel like you belong you can go to them and ask them to show you how much you belong hug a tree spend time with it for 15 minutes you will I mean, do what, do as you will. This isn't to tell you what to do. But I have found for myself, the trees show me my belonging, remind me of my belonging, remind me that I am loved, remind me that I am enough. The ocean helps me cleanse, helps me wash away any of the debris I'm holding in my energy field. The rocks, the boulders, when I sit on them, help me rejuvenate my energy, help me flow the energy that's, that's just below the earth and helps me move it into my body. The natural forces are there for us. And they, I mean, I think of trees, right? A tree doesn't question its belonging. It simply roots into the earth, stretches its head up into the cosmos, receives from the sun receives from the rain receives the wind is sturdy and when we take that conscious work to be grounded right working with our root chakra is you know and and healing things within our root chakra helps us be grounded in life when we work with that How do you put it? We are rebuilding our sense of wholeness from the ground up. And I guess maybe this is why I spoke about that tower, you know, those tower moments earlier, because these tower moments happen so we can rebuild so we can start from the root up so we can build that sense of inner stability inner security inner belonging and you know as we start to go up through the chakra system right you know we of course we have the root chakra we after that have the sacral which is you know once we start to feel safe there's opportunity to feel. The sacral chakra is the element of water, is about feeling, is about creativity, is about sensuality and sexuality. And what a beautiful chakra to work with, you know. And and we continue going up through the chakras. And the thing is, no chakra is more spiritual than another. Um. And so my invitation for you is if, you know, if you, I mean, I used to believe, you know, I used to be in a similar place that I described earlier of like, I used to uh, be very thirsty to have spiritual experiences. Uh, But at a certain point, I had to put that down and had to humble myself enough to be able to work through the grittiness of the feelings of not belonging, of feeling neglected, of feeling abandoned that I had carried for so long, of looking in the mirror and even seeing the ways that I had perpetuated the same things that my caretakers did to me. And this isn't to say that that they're at fault, I mean, but Things happen and then we continue these stories in our head and we continue perpetuating damage onto self, not even realizing that we're doing it. And so coming back to grounding and coming back to our intuition, so much here. But once we start to feel safe inside of ourselves we can start to actually hear the wisdom of our body once we start to feel curious and I think an important thing to highlight is curious once we start to feel curious about the wisdom of our body We can start to receive from it. We start to hear its messages. And oftentimes, the messages that present themselves when we listen to our body, they're so simple. I mean... Oh, gosh, there's so much I want to say here. And also, there's so much that I just want to leave you to to just marinate in. But I think at the heart of things... listening to our body and listen oh, men listening to our body is a practice listening to our intuition is a practice and i and i guess this is the thing you know you are not severed from your intuition i think there's a lot of people who have this perception or this yeah this idea that like Intuition is either this thing you have or you don't. But we all have intuition. And, you know, for you, your intuition, we all receive intuition differently. That is one thing I want to highlight. You know, some of us might receive our intuition through our gut, some of us through our heart, uh, some of us through our third eye, um, through hearing, auditory sensations. The, the list goes on but um i think it's really important that we acknowledge that we do have an intuition and I, I actually invite you to just reflect on maybe a moment where maybe you went against your own inner knowing and maybe you didn't feel too good about you know going against that uh, i mean this isn't to say that when we go against our intuition it necessarily means deep consequences but sometimes yes it, it does mean some consequences um and that isn't to say that these are not learning experiences um you know I guess to illustrate I'll, I'll tell a story but uh you know years ago I was in a like this is maybe eight how wait wait what year is it <laughs> it's it's 2023 one two three This was about nine years ago. I was in a relationship and um, we had been seeing each other for a couple months. And, uh, you know, I felt as though we were really connecting, the two of us. And uh, as, you know, we're in this really exciting place in the relationship, I remember there was one time we were together and. uh, I could feel in my body that that something was off. Uh, this person told me that uh, that they wouldn't be able to spend uh, the rest of the day with me. That they would have to leave at some point in the evening. And I asked this person, "Oh, like, what are you doing?" And they told me, "Oh, I I can't tell you." And uh, you know this brought on all kinds of like sirens inside of me you know you can say red flags even and uh you know part of me opened up and i was like you know was very was very honest and was like you know it it, like something feel you know i was very open that something felt really off and i was even tearing up and crying a little bit about this and this person you know blatantly to my face said Just trust me and wow you know the the dissonance that was there was profound because uh, this person that I want to trust so much is right in front of me saying to trust them and in my gut is a very other thing is this knowing that maybe what is happening here isn't very kosher I ended up receiving uh, you know, I ended up, uh, well, that night I ended up staying with a couple friends. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of a sleepover, and, and the following morning, I received a full thread of, uh, of messages that, uh, that basically was from, was from this person's ex, and, and this person, this person's ex just sent me a whole thread of messages, Uh, almost, like, warning me (laughs) about the person I was dating. Uh, And gosh, I mean, simply put, receiving all these messages from somebody's ex um, was devastating and and heartbreaking, and and I had no idea what to feel or what to think at the time. Um, But really, I guess, uh, you know, the reason why I'm sharing this is because Our hearts, our bodies, know what is true, pick up vibration, pick up resonance. Our bodies know when someone is telling the truth and when someone is not. And a part of my own healing with reconnecting to my own intuition was realizing that I had abandoned myself, that every time we choose to go against our own intuitive knowing, we are abandoning ourselves. And so this is where it's so important that we bring forgiveness to our body, to our minds, to our hearts. Forgiveness for going against our knowing. But also in forgiving, opening ourselves up to being able to cultivate a flourishing and beautiful relationship with our intuition asking our body can you show me how to trust you can you show me how to listen to you and I guess this is where tuning into our intuition trusting our intuition is a muscle right it is a daily practice and it's oftentimes through very simple practices of pausing and asking ourselves, what do we need right now? If we're out on a walk and, you know, if, there, if we're at a fork in the road, right? You can take that moment to tune in, to ask your body, which, which direction do we wanna go? Do we wanna go to the left or to the right? And maybe there's a pull in your body, a magnetic pull, and you can feel it, and it pulls you to your left. Or maybe when you tune in to the left, you hear uh, an auditory sound in your ears, and, and that's your little cue to go to the left. Our intuition works in really interesting ways. And... You can even use this for, you know, asking yourself, "What do I want to eat?" Right. The interesting thing about your intuition is that sometimes you might tune into one thing that you want to eat. I know for this happens for myself, right? You might notice that one thing really aligns with, like, uh, your taste buds. <laughs> I notice I'll, I'll tune into something, and I'll and I'll notice it's you know something might not be the healthiest and my taste buds are like yeah I want this but then when I really get intentional about it and tune in there might be something completely different that my heart or my stomach wants Um, so you know so it's very much a practice and as we build that muscle daily it's so you know we start to build trust in ourselves. We start to take our power back from all the places where we've maybe been investing it into other people or places or things, right? Especially I think with regard to our health, we can oftentimes like put put, uh, our health in the hands of doctors, other people, Uh, you know, our, you know, the education system, and to research studies, but like, to be honest, that can be really disempowering. If you're depending on somebody else to tell you the answers, when the truth is, you know, because your body is a thermometer of truth. Your body knows exactly what you need. What you don't need. And this could be, you know, things to ingest, not ingest. This can be people to be around, people not to be around. And of course, I also want to acknowledge that these things are constantly changing. I think that's the thing about intuition is that when we check in with something one day, it might be different another. Our intuition changes moment to moment. Our intuition is based in the present. And so how do we start to honor the present moment? These are big questions. Um, And so I think I'm going to start to just close off the podcast for today on this note, right? Intuition is being based in the present. Intuition is being... A muscle that we can exercise in simple ways, and as we continue to exercise that in simple ways, we can start to extend that intuition into bigger ways, right? Into making bigger life decisions. Um, you know, like, do I do I take this job? Do I leave this job? This is not something that we do just overnight. You know, do I uh, can do I exit this relationship or? Do I, you know, do I initiate this conversation with this person, even if I know that it's going to be a challenging one, right? These, you know, as we build that intuitive muscle, we can start to use that to take bigger actions. And it's so beautiful when we build that muscle. And so I'm going to close things off there. I want to say that if you are interested in building that intuitive muscle or if you're interested in cultivating or developing that sense of inner safety uh or inner belonging let's work together simply put let's work together um you know i support people in this process and uh I want to say that it's sacred work, I would say, to come back to ourselves, to belong to ourselves, to belong to our hearts, to own up to things, to radically see and witness ourselves and forgive ourselves. Um, And so, you know, I have a few ways that you can work with me. Right now, you can, uh, you know, check out my website. You can go to vulnerableheartmeditation.com. Uh, you can go to the uh, book online section. Um, I'm offering thirty three percent off your first session with me until the end of the year. Um, all you have to do is just input uh, input the word transformation at checkout. Um, so if that if this really speaks to you, um, you know, I hi you know, I recognize that it's challenging to do this on our own. Um, And like I said, you know, it's very much like how, you know, coming back to this building a muscle, like sometimes with building a muscle, right, we, we, we need to practice. And I, you know, and there's a reason why people hire personal trainers. You want somebody who's actually able to mirror back to you to kind of give you the tools that you need. Um, And the tools that I offer are very much, whether it be that Akashic Record reading, which is going to bring you back to the wisdom of your soul or meditation coaching sessions, these are all going to be ways to reconnect with some of that inner knowing to facilitate that process. But, wow. Wow. This has been a really profound session. Um, If you've listened up to this point, I just want to thank you so much for your time, for your ear, for your heart. Um, Please feel free to rate this podcast. I would love to hear um, if you could leave a five-star review and to just share your experience of it. Um, It would be so deeply appreciated. I want to get this out to as many people as possible. Um, And... uh, yeah, truly. Blessings to you. I cannot wait to see you next time, and I hope you take care. Bye-bye.